Welcome. This is the MLM.com podcast. I'm Nancy Tobler. I'm guest hosting for Kenny Rollins. Today, our guest is Catherine Lucy. She's the founder and CEO of Solar Sister, which is an innovative last mile distribution solution for clean energy technologies in rural Africa that taps into the power of women entrepreneurs. It's uh, such a great concept. Catherine is a Schwab Foundation Entrepreneur of the Year, an Ashco Fellow, and a Draper Richards Kaplan Foundation Entrepreneur. She has received recognitions and awards for her work with Solar Sister, including the Clinton Global Initiative, the Social Venture Network, C3E, and the International Center for Research on Women Champion of Change Award. She holds an MBA from Georgia State University and a bachelor's degree in journalism from the University of Georgia. Prior to becoming a social entrepreneur, Catherine spent 20 years as an investment banker on Wall Street and providing structured finance solutions to the energy sector. So, Catherine, welcome. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Great. I'll just have you start off by telling us just a little bit about Solar Sister, and then we'll go into some questions. Sure. So Solar Sister, as you said, is a social enterprise. We work with women entrepreneurs in rural Africa and help them build businesses that they are bringing clean energy products, things like solar lamps and clean cook stoves, to their communities. And so it has two major impacts. The first one being we're providing these incredible life-transforming technology product services to communities that are currently living off-grid, which means um, people who are living in very rural areas don't have any electricity, and so at nighttime they use kerosene. They burn kerosene for light or candles. They cook dinner over an open stone fire, and so um, these solar lamps and clean cook stoves really improve lives and have just tremendous changes. And then it also has a secondary impact, which is the women themselves, by starting these businesses and selling these products and making them available to their community, um, are earning income, and they take that money and they invest it in their business, they invest it in their families, and that has, again, a ripple effect to benefits where they're sending their children to school, they're buying better food for their families, they're often investing in health care that they would otherwise not be able to afford, and so um, Solar Sister finds that um, because the women are thriving and they're learning to do, you know run a business and they're doing well, they are also becoming leaders in their community and um, really become uh, bring changes in their community because of their leadership. And so it's this kind of cir- uh, virtuous circle where the, the stronger the entrepreneur and the better she does, the more impact she has in her community. And the stronger she is in her community, the more people she's able to reach with these technologies. Yeah, great. It's just uh, such a wonderful concept. Uh, I'm, I'm proud of you. I, I'm just going to say that. I don't really say that <laughs> on a you. podcast, but I'm really proud of you. Uh, but let's, di- let's dig just a little deeper into the need. Uh, why is it such a problem that they're off-grid and using kerosene and opens, uh, open fires? Yeah, I mean, you know, we live with electricity so abundantly, we don't really think about it. It's, you know, it kind of runs through our entire lives. It's probably the first thing you do in the morning is you slip on, you know, you turn the light on, and the last thing you do at night is you turn it off. All day long, you're powered up on your cell phone or your computer, your, you know, every 
every appliance you touch is using electricity, and you don't think twice about it. But in rural Africa, there are um, 700 million people who live without electricity. And what that means for them is, you know, they are living lives in the dark at night. It gets really dark. And when you live on the equator, um, you know, you have a 12-hour day and a 12-hour night. And so at 6 o'clock at night, it gets dark. And that brings everything to a halt. You know, productivity stops. You know, your children aren't able to study at night. You, um, it, It's a safety issue because, you know, walking around in the dark can be quite unsafe. And so it has just a, a, a real impact on people's lives. I was a banker for many, many years, and I was in the um, energy sector, and I knew that on an infrastructure level, at the country level, no country comes into the modern era if they don't have access to electricity. It's the first and most fundamental aspect of development. And what we're working with now is not big you know, power plants. What we're working with now are individual household-sized power where every family needs to have electricity in order to you know, develop and to be able to live lives of uh, prosperity and productivity. And um, you can just imagine if you know, every night you had to light your kerosene light just to go from room to room or you need to cook your dinner or to, you know, um, uh, you know, for your children to do homework. It's, it's just devastating. It has health consequences as well, doesn't it? Yes, because um, burning kerosene is both and, um, and then burning wood or charcoal for your, for your cooking um, produces indoor air pollution, really, really you know, devastating indoor air pollution. And, and that itself causes, um, you know, many, many deaths. And um, also there's also the issue of safety um, of burns from the kerosene lamps. And we see a, a high number of burns and fires. And um, and so it's, it's a health issue. It's also an issue for education because if children aren't able to study, then they don't do well in school. And if they don't do well in school, they tend to stall out and then drop out. And it's an issue for the economics for the family because kerosene is possibly one of the most expensive fuels you can use to burn for light. And even though the families are buying it in very small amounts, they're buying it frequently. And so they're spending, you know, 2 to $4 a week maybe to um, buy kerosene just for light, just for their home. And that doesn't sound like a lot of money, but when we're talking about economies where families are living on, you know, under $2 a day, that's actually quite a big, big amount of money to spend just for light. Yeah. And so by buying a solar lamp, then they're able to not have to spend that money on the kerosene. And then that goes towards um, being able to spend that on much more, you know, happy things, things like education or better food. Yeah, I think we've really touched on sort of the first couple of things I want to talk about, that that need for solar and then how your product really transforms lives, right? I don't know if there's something else you want to say about the, how the product transforms lives, but I think you've really hit on to it's, it's educational, it's health, it's safety. Safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, uh, uh, what a unique concept. I just really have never thought about power being at an individual level right at an individual family level each family can have its own electricity source and provide its own they're, st- they're still off the grid but but they can right, provide right. electricity so, yeah so maybe i can paint a picture of what this what these products even look like so okay. that you can imagine you know what we're talking about okay which is, yeah great um 
So the kerosene lamp that the families use is is not something that you would go to an REI or you know a, an outdoor store and pick up a nice, lovely kerosene lamp that you would use on a camping trip. The kerosene lamps that they use look much more like a tuna fish can with a wick oh. stuck in it, and then yeah. they pour kerosene into that. And it's extremely dangerous and flammable, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what they're replacing that with is a very small solar light. It's um, about the size we carry a whole variety of products, but the very first smallest product we sell, it's about the size of your hand. And on one side of it, it has a built-in solar panel. And then you flip it over and on the other side, it has the LED lights. And it comes on a small stand so that you can um, very, you can put it, the stand on the table so that you can use it as a desk light or a table light. You can actually hang it from the wall so that it has a more ambient light for the whole room. You can carry it around with you as you're going from place to place. So there's a lot of flexibility of how you use it. And it's also very, very rugged and robust. And, you know, it's, it's, um, it's not breakable. It's, it's going to withstand getting wet. And so um, it's going to have to stand up to really some of the most harsh environment and, and really, you know, a lot of use. And so by having this technology that's appropriate, it's affordable, it's, it's available, um, is what's so important. And then what Solar Sister does is we make sure that this technology is not something that you just buy if you go to the city and you see it in a shop, because most of the people we're working with don't go into the city very often. They don't go to a shop. They're never going to come across this technology. And so what the Solar Sister network of entrepreneurs does is bring these technologies out to the rural areas, right to the doorstep of the people who most need it, and they make it, they introduce the product to people through their social network. So it's through their families, their friends, their neighbors, their their community, their, um, you know, their church group. They are talking about, hey, look at this lights I use now, and I don't have to use that old kerosene. I've saved a lot of money, and they talk about the benefits of it because they use it themselves. Right. And so they are the best salespeople in the world because they themselves are so convinced of the, the product um, benefits that they sell it to people that they know and that trust them. They are the original social entrepreneurs because they're doing it for a social reason. They're really benefiting their community, and they're entrepreneurs. They're earning an income by doing that. Yeah, great. Uh, I yeah, It's just such a powerful concept. The women as entrepreneurs, I think, is really interesting, too. Um, we're here at MLM.com. You're really a direct sales model, sort of that one-level commission. They make most of their money off the retail yeah. sales, right? That mm-hmm. that, But they are in business by themselves, but not alone, right? You you support them in that. That's right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, they, they are true businesswomen. You know, they have to, um, you know, they're running a business. They're buying inventory. They're marking it up. They're selling it. They are keeping track of their profits. They're, you know, reinvesting their capital. And um, all of that is, you know, um, that's a lot, right? right? So what Solar Sister does is we, we provide the training and the support to the women who sign up to be the entrepreneurs, and we give them business training. We give them the technology training so that they understand what the technology benefits are and how it works, and how to you know repair it, how to service it, um, how to how to um, service the warranties and things like that. And then we also give them training around. We call it agency-based training, and that's training around building up their confidence and their leadership skills and their communication skills 
so that they are able to um, really thrive as businesswomen in their communities. They are individual entrepreneurs, but they gather together once a month in their community with the other entrepreneurs in their communities, and they hold sisterhood meetings once a month where they come together and they support each other. So they provide, um, they challenge each other, they help each other solve problems, they have some social time, they um, you know, celebrate their successes, and really build up this bond with the other entrepreneurs. And it's that connection and that support network that helps them go through, because being an entrepreneur is really hard yes. anywhere in the world. Yes, it and, is. Um, you have, yeah, and you have your ups and you have your downs. But by having this network of sisters, you know, the people who are there for you to celebrate when you're having your, your good days, but are also there for you to, you know, pick you up and support you when you're having your bad days, that is really the, um, the backbone and the strength of being a fuller sister. Yeah, maybe tell, talk a little bit more about those monthly meetings. You have people come from corporate, and mm-hmm. they provide uh, services as well, right? Right. So um, we work in Nigeria and Tanzania, so okay. two countries that are, are very large countries, um, lots of big population, and a lot of people without electricity um, in very rural areas. And so we have our staff are called Business Development Associates, they're local staff, so they are um, from the areas that they're serving. Oh, okay. So they they live in that area, and um, in each, you can imagine a state or you know a district. In that district, you would have a business development associate. She lives right in that district, and then she would recruit, train, and support women in that district to be entrepreneurs. And then she stays there as. Um, she provides the training and the support and arranges these sisterhood meetings and provides the logistics of the delivery of the product to all of the entrepreneurs in her area. And um, so that's it's kind of a spider web, you know, kind yeah. of um, structure right. where um, each in each district you'll have this kind of center business development associate who is the the mentor and the you know the organizer and the facilitator. And then you have this network of entrepreneurs. Yeah, we talked a little bit uh, a couple of days ago about the technology, right? These women mm-hmm. have phones, and that's it, right? They don't have uh, smartphones. They just have feature phones, as you call them. So um, right. the business analyst or development person also mm-hmm. provides technology that helps right. them run their business with such simple tools. Right. So it's it's amazing in these areas where we're working where, you know, 90% of the people don't have electricity, and yet 90% of the people do have cell phones. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the first questions is like, well, where do they charge their cell phones? Right. And, um, <laughs> and so that's one of the products that we sell is a solar-powered light that also charges cell phones, which, as you can imagine, is very popular because yeah. – if you don't have some way to charge up your phone, it's not much use. Right. And you'd have to walk miles often to go to the nearest town to pay someone to charge your phone. You leave it with them for a couple hours. You come back a couple hours later. You pay some small fee, and then your phone is charged. But to have your own cell phone charging unit is really frees up time. It frees up safety. It frees up you know money. And so right. um, that's one of our very popular products. So all of our entrepreneurs have cell phones. 
they tend to be, as you said, they're called feature phones, which is like the old fashioned. It just is a, you know, a phone. It might have a small screen on it that you can do some texting, but it's not going to have all of the iPhone apps or anything like that. Right. So they're they're working off of um, their phones um, and are using them to order new products. They're using them to WhatsApp each other and talk to each other and, um, you know, and to arrange meetings and things like that. And then the business development associate who um, comes to those meetings does have a tablet that she uses that is fully loaded with all of the training materials and all of the, um, but we have a mobile toolkit, which she uses, which enables her to place all of the orders electronically yeah. so that we have this incredibly detailed um, data capture that, you know, is live in real time that we can see exactly what products are being sold to whom at what price how many what day and that allows us to take a look at all of that data and really understand the trends of what products are selling what's not selling you know yeah. uh, what pricing and and things like that and that really helps us then provide feedback to our entrepreneurs right. about um, new products or what you know they might want to try and, and everything so it's it's this really interesting combination of very advanced technology and very basic um, human-centered sales. Yeah, I think the last question's probably been answered here, but how, how we, you talk about this last mile distribution issue that, that you've really uh, sort of set up your system to make that last mile work. <coughs> Uh, maybe you just want to talk a little bit about that, what that is, last mile distribution, and how you've overcome that. Yeah, so our business, we often think of it as last mile distribution. That's the phrase we use. And what we're talking about there is we are working to give access to energy to the people who most need it. And those are the people who are living, if you can think of, you know, that long road out into the country and that very last mile on the road. That's our target market because they're the ones who are the furthest away from all of the good, you know, all of the the services and the um, the technology and the transfer, you know, the electricity that you get in town. But that's where we're targeting, right? And that's the um, that's where the biggest impact is. So that when you bring someone in that market, um, this product, and you make it available to them at a price that's affordable that it's an appropriate product for them, that is, um, you know, you're making it available at their doorstep and they're they're able to take on this technology from somebody that they really trust and they trust will be there the next day. If they have a problem with it or it breaks, they know who to go to to, you know, to get their warranty. Right. That's really a um, groundbreaking service in that in that kind of community. It really changes for them. It, it makes available to them what's available to us so easily. Yeah, I think it's uh, such a unique concept. I mean, th this idea that you're you're transforming, you know, lives, right, with the with the technology, but you're transforming women, but you're also transforming social networks because mm -hmm. you're connecting them on a new level, right, a, a new mm -hmm. a new connection that's just hasn't been there before. So. It's very powerful. I anything else you Thank wanted you. to talk about? Did I skip anything? Um, so I, I think the just the 
the core of Solar Sister is really captured in our name, that it is both the solar, it's the technology, and it's bringing technology um, energy to people who really need it, and the sister, and that it's it's this women-centered um, distribution network that uh, creates impact for the women, for their families, and for their community. Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate you sharing Solar Sister with us today, and uh, we look forward to watching what happens for you. Uh, you're now on our radar, so uh, we'll we'll keep in touch from from the web and find out how you're doing. So thanks again. Thank you. Catherine Lucy right. from Solar Sister. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank Bye. you for listening to this episode of the MLM.com podcast. I'm Nancy Tobler, MLM.com's editor-in-chief, guest hosting for Kenny Rollins. I want to thank Catherine Lucy of Solar Sister for her insight into a unique product and opportunity in Africa. I also want to thank Dave Payne and Jana Bangader for producing this episode. Thank you again so much for listening. And if you want to thank us for the work we do at MLM.com, we love it when listeners comment, like, rate, follow, and share. <laughs>